time for the 102nd QuackCast. The first QuackCast, the real QuackCast, the award-winning QuackCast. There are a couple others out there, but mine's the only legit one. This one's called More Boosting. Topics, as I have noted before, never die. They don't even fade away. There are popular ideas that persist in the world that have little to do with reality. In the reality-based world of medicine, there are concepts also that refuse to die. Atelectasis causes fever. Not. Or the need to double-cover pseudomonas. Not. Neither are true, yet every year medical students tell me that is what they have been taught. It is said that the only way new ideas take hold is for those that hold old ideas need to die off. So maybe 50 years from now, those medical myths will be gone. I'm not optimistic. Popular culture also has its myths. Take the immune system, please. The immune system is not a bicep that can be made stronger with a little exercise. The immune system is a mind-bogglingly complex network of cells and proteins. There are antibodies, IgG with five subtypes, IgM, IgA, IgE, the complement pathway, polymorphonuclear leukocytes, monocytes, lymphocytes in a profusion that rivals beetles. God, I think, has an inordinate fondness for lymphocytes as he made so many of them. And there's the toll system, the cytokines, the lymphokines, the non-specific defenses like cilia and mannose binding lectin, and on and on and on. I have a journeyman's understanding of the immune system. What is needed to understand the why in a given patient that has an infection. And there is little I can do to reverse most immunologic defects. Abnormal levels of antibodies from, say, Waldenstrom's or multiple myeloma. Or low mannose binding lectin levels from liver, liver disease are not amenable to clinical intervention. The most interesting discoveries concerning the immune system over the last few years have been the elucidation of the many polymorphisms in the immune system that can increase or decrease the risk of infections. Polymorphisms are changes often in a single amino acid in a given part of the immune system that increase or decrease risk. As Shakespeare said, the fault, dear Brutus, is not in our stars, but in ourselves that we are underlings. Often what determines health or infection, life or death, is a single amino acid substitution in, say, a toll-like receptor, or even the structure of our snot. I think that's really cool, is that if you have the wrong snot, you are more likely to get invasive meningococcal disease and meningococcal meningitis. Of course, these variations in the immune system are not absolute risks, they are relative risks. Health and illness are complex, and a career in medicine and infection control has continually emphasized that it is rarely one thing that leads to health or illness. It is always a confluence of multiple factors, the proverbial death by a thousand cuts. There is no validity to the concept, the myth, that you can boost your immune system. Metaphor time. Think of the body as a meat machine, like a car made out of steak. Mmm, steak. You can be properly tuned and maintain the fluids and gas topped off, the air in the tires under the proper pressure. The car will run optimally. 
You can't overtune the car or fill the tank past capacity. There's an optimum that you can't go beyond. It is similar with the immune system. There are certainly habits that will make everything run suboptimally. And by altering those habits, often bad habits, you can get function close to its theoretical optimum. That is the things you learned in second grade. Good diet, exercise, avoid tobacco, get a good night's sleep. All the things that we should do, but the flesh being weak, we often avoid. Also in my world, we call the boosted immune system an inflammatory response. When, in response to the assault from the microbial world, the body does get a bit of a turbocharge, sort of kicking the Batmobile into high speed. For short term, it is a benefit. The infection is removed or suppressed. But because the immune system is not a clean, beautiful system, but the result of the ever-sloppy process called evolution, kicking it into overdrive is not without its downsides. As I have mentioned ad nauseum in my infectious disease podcasts, inflammation is prothrombotic, and the downside of many infections is an increased risk of stroke, heart attack, and pulmonary embolism. I still think if you could really truly boost your immune system, you would almost certainly increase your risk for stroke, heart attack, and pulmonary embolism. So, when someone says they can boost your immune system, ask yourself, are they offering advice that takes what is probably a suboptimally functioning human characteristic and nudging it towards some closer approximation of improved function, say taking vitamin D if you're vitamin D deficient, or are they offering to make you better than an optimal baseline? As I have spent at least five years now in the world of supplements, complementary, and alternative medicine, scams, I have also tried to come up with some classification with little success. There are two kinds of people in the world. Those who divide the world into two kinds of people and those who don't. Robert Benchley. There are broadly two kinds of scams. There are those that are based on total hooey, acupuncture, reiki, homeopathy, MITS healthcare plan. That's just a joke for you Republicans out there. I've noticed over the years when I give lectures that if I make a snide comment about Democrats like Clinton, who was a wealth of comedic potential, I always got lots of laughs and no comments. If you make snide comments about Republicans, they will always write in the critique of your lecture that you were inappropriate about politics and bitch about it. Republicans are definitely thin-skinned, whiny babies. But here's a piece of advice. Never make a snide comment about a libertarian. Those people, humorless. They will come up to you later with a straight face and try and engage you in rational conversation as to why libertarianism is the way to go and hand you things like the watchtower. Don't make jokes about libertarians. Ugh. Anyway, and there are those scams that take a wee bit of in vitro laboratory work or small clinical trials and conflate the results out of all proportion, usually translating into products sold by the proponent for that intervention. Dr. Oz is superb at that. I am always amused by the accusation of being in the pocket of Bing Pharma when I do not get dime one for any antibiotic or vaccine I prescribe, but so often those that suggest various supplements for your illness somehow also sell them. <laughs> Go figure. 
If you are offering some scam advice, it is important to mix and match with legitimate, effective therapies. It makes the scam look more reasonable. But as I've said before, if you mix cow pie with apple pie, it does not make the cow pie taste better. It makes the apple pie worse. The natural news is a good source for all the above. Useless therapies, overblown therapies, and shock and horror, occasionally reasonable advice. All wrapped in this cocoon of really weird paranoia about government and big pharma. I am not a conspiracy-prone person, preferring Hanlon's razor. Never attribute to malice what is adequately explained by stupidity. The natural news wants to boost your immune system. Of course, part of the purpose of boosting your immune system is to avoid vaccines. Quote, Illogically claiming that your lack of vaccine somehow causes other people who are already vaccinated to catch the flu. Yeah, I know, it makes no sense. I tell you, these guys do not understand medicine. But then again, the entire vaccine industry is based on the same fantasy logic as unicorns, fairies, leprechauns, and garden gnomes. I wish they wouldn't disc garden gnomes. And for the record, all the healthiest people walking around who don't catch the flu are the ones who refuse the flu shots while taking care of their immune system. Not true. It's the vaccinated people who always seem to be sick for one reason or another. Have you noticed? Actually, I haven't. I've noticed it's the vaccinated people who don't get sick. In any case, it's important to find ways to boost your immune system and shield yourself from colds and flu without resorting to jabbing yourself in the arm with a cocktail of mercury, formaldehyde, aluminum, and MSG. Mmm, man, nothing makes a vaccine taste better than MSG. Okay, Hanlon's razor? Well, perhaps we should call it Polly's razor. Not only is it not right, it's not even wrong. But I and others have written extensively on this blog about the flu vaccine, and my purpose is not to discuss the flu vaccine today. Instead, I want to look at, quote, the 20 top ways to boost your immunity to colds and flus without using a vaccine, end quote. Hmm, there is no cold vaccine. I know, picky. But I sometimes get the feeling that the authors over at The Natural News don't understand basic microbiology. At one point, they suggest an air filter to remove bacteria and molds, neither of which cause flu or colds, nor suppress the immune system. So you can see that there's this entire hodgepodge of the good, the bad, and the ugly over at the natural news. And I'll hit some of the highlights. Number one, of course, is, quote, take a vitamin D supplement every day, end quote. Now, this is interesting and not completely worked out. Some groups who are vitamin D deficient also have an increased risk for viral infections. However, those with normal vitamin D levels get infections as well, just at lower rates. And it may not be the vitamin D level that modifies your risk. There may be alterations in your vitamin D receptor that it doesn't function optimally. It is safe to say that being replete in vitamin D, you will lower your risk for some infections sometimes. Unless, of course, you are a proponent for the Marshall Protocol. For Newton's Law of Alternative Medicine, for every scam, there is an equal and opposite scam. In the Marshall Protocol, you avoid vitamin D as part of this complicated and, as best I can tell, delusional intervention 
where it is thought that bacteria and vitamin D act together to shut down the immune system and make the bacteria take off to cause disease. Go figure. One group saying vitamin D boosts your immune system, the other group saying it shuts down your immune system. But as a JAMA article recently demonstrated, taking vitamin D as a preventative for upper respiratory infections does nothing. Although there's some other studies to suggest there is benefit in, of high doses of vitamin C in the treatment of tuberculosis, the studies go both ways. It is not as simple an idea as take vitamin D and don't get infected. It is, as with all vitamins, important to be replete. But outside of tuberculosis, it's unlikely to be of help as a pharmaceutical. 2. Get as much sunlight as you can, as late into the year as you can manage. Even getting sunlight for just your face helps produce more vitamin D in your body. Always follow an overstatement with homey, common-sense advice. And he also gives other good advice. Wash your hands, get enough sleep, avoid stress, as if anyone can do everything they suggest. Trying to live up to all the other pieces of advice from the natural news would be extraordinarily time-consuming, expensive, ineffective, and as a result, be very stressful. I don't think I could manage the stress of trying to do all the advice that the natural news suggests. They also suggest drinking immune-boost beverages, such as Coco Mojo, which I think was a Powerpuff Girls bad guy, which contains a blend of four medicinal mushrooms, which I will now mispronounce. Take Lomatium, Osha, elderberry, and more. Avoid cleaners and cosmetics. Eat more pungent spices. Well, that will keep people with colds away from you. Avoid cheese as it makes your nose stuffy, which is due to a lack of sinus circulation. Huh? Take zinc. Take selenium. Take immune protective herbal tinctures such as golden seal, garlic. That'll keep people away from you. Echinacea, osha root, elderberry. Eat more live vegetables. I hate the way they scream when you chew on them. All of which, he says, is better than the flu vaccine, which works, he says, in one in a hundred people. Huh. I read it on the natural news. The flu shot works. Now, he has the numbers wrong for efficacy, but he does agree that it is effective. So I think the real take-home message from the natural news, the one that should be spread, is flu shots work, even though they're mistaken at the number of one in a hundred the vaccine is probably better than the nostrums and concoctions suggested, which have no proven utility. Most of the products are offered by the natural news, curiously, and most of which will do nothing but empty your wallet. But then many of these sites are nothing but large infomercials designed to sell product. 15. At the same time, demand high levels of hygiene by those around you. Ask them to wash their hands, for example. Ask them to boost their immunity with herbs, nutrients, and supplements that, hmm, here's the tough part, really work. In fact, when others fail to boost their immune systems, it's actually highly irresponsible on their part. To paraphrase the author from the beginning, even when starting to lay a guilt trip on those who refuse to boost their immunity, illogically claiming that your lack of immunity boosting somehow causes other people who are already boosted to catch the flu. I know, 
Foolish consistency, blah 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 And then there is the dangerous advice, such as, quote, get off all medications that can make you safely eliminate. Work with a naturopath to accomplish this, of course, as quitting medications cold turkey can be dangerous, as if asking a naturopath advice is going to be beneficial. Most medications suppress your immune system. They don't. Liver function. They don't. Kidney function. They don't. And even your reproductive function. I wish. And 16, have an emergency supply of colloidal silver available. Not only do you want the liquid colloidal silver, you may also want to consider an inhalable form of silver, like you'll find in the Silver Lungs product. At the Natural News Store, we currently carry colloidal silver product called Silver Fusion, and we'll soon be carrying Sovereign Silver products. So, turn blue. Take worthless silver. And then they have just the plain goofy. Quote, 12, move your lymph, exclamation mark. Rebounders are great for this purpose. Jumping rope often works, as does hopping in place for a few minutes each day. You can also do arm rotations and other simple movements to keep your lymph circulating. Lymph movement is crucial for immunity? Damn. It is not, although there's this weird belief that lymph can somehow stagnate, build up toxins, and degrade immunity. This concept has as much basis in reality as key in meridians, but is not unpopular out in the interwebs. And finally, there is, quote, laugh a little, exclamation mark. Watch some comedy movies or spend some fun time with friends and families, hopefully all of whom have boosted their immune system. Laughter boosts immune function at many levels. It's also good for your body and your mental health. Find creative ways to expose yourself to comical situations and you'll benefit as a result. Well, after reading the natural news, I should be immune to everything forever. Nothing incites laughter more than this odd collection of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Thank you, Natural News. I guess I won't be getting the flu this year. And that is the end of the 102nd Quackcast. Don't forget to go to edgydoc.com where you can find links to my growing multimedia empire, my two books, my three blogs, my two podcasts, or some such combination of numbers. I've lost count. And if you're bored... Go and write me glowing reviews on the interwebs. Otherwise, I'm about to do the 103rd quackcast. Time flies when you're having fun.